Welcome to 100 Ways, your simple reminder that you are home wherever you are and that everything is right the way it is right now. I'm your host, Laura Christine, fellow explorer of consciousness and this amazing, beautiful world. Let's get curious, dive into the duh, and find out what's here for us today. Welcome to 100 Ways. This is your daily exploration of self and soul. I'm your host and fellow explorer, Laura Christine. Let's dive in and find our way home. This conversation is with Kat in Maryland. I'd be curious to know about your initial reaction or internal sense to this first statement that I share, mostly because I'm not sure exactly how much I even line up with it. I didn't premeditate on this one. I just let it blurt out of my mouth. And I don't think it was as clear (laughs) as I meant it to be. But that said, we all let things blurt out of our mouth. And it's really cool to have a conversation from that starting point, because we don't always get to start from a perfect statement, do we? This is about relationships. Tomorrow is also about relationships, something that is incredibly significant for everyone. There are people who, I swear, they are really stuck on this idea that you can learn more about yourself within a relationship than without, and I think that's bullshit. I actually think that we can't see ourselves for the mirror of that other person in relationship. I think it's necessary to be in relationship to learn about ourselves, but we learn more outside the relationship. What do you think? Mm. I definitely think... There is something super potent in the solitude where you actually get a chance to digest. I do think we learn a lot in relationship, mainly because it shows us our issues. (laughs) I think it really brings to light our great qualities, but also the areas that are really unhealed or get easily triggered and all that stuff. So. I think it brings up a lot, and if we do not take time to digest and to go inwards and to see how we can reflect that and grow through it, you lose a lot of depth and you tend to get lost in this continuous cycle of otherness. You're constantly validated by other people or the dynamic that you have in your mind is always being worked through others rather than recognizing that triggers or pain or suffering is all within us. It's all within our minds and it's all within our own journey, not necessarily the people and relationships that we're with. Love it. And I agree. (laughs) I agree. I'm like, of course we need relationships. And then it's, why are we in relationships? That's the thing. Mm. We need whatever mirror we have. It doesn't matter whether we're alone or not. Whatever mirror we're looking in, what are we actually seeing? And why are we getting into these relationships? Or why are we staying in this relationship? I think relationships serve us in so many ways as they hold our humanness. I think there is something innately human about needing and wanting relation, the community, the sense of belonging. And we are all so imperfect. 
I think part of the spiritual journey is that reparenting and that understanding how to self-soothe and that you learn humility through that, that your imperfectness is actually part of your wholeness. Self-love also encapsulates all parts of you, including the difficult parts to love. And I think relationships really serve us well in those times that when we either struggle loving ourselves or struggle finding ourselves, we tend to benefit significantly from having others be them older. Like I find a lot of sanctity in relationships with older women, not romantic relationships, obviously, but like motherly wise relationships I find those friendships and that wisdom to be incredibly insightful for where I am in my life with my motherhood journey so I think when you extend the definition of what loving relationship actually means and how we need them in so many different forms that they do absolutely serve us and we do need them Um, And I think that's one of the primary reasons why we continue to seek them and want them and sustain them is they serve this really, really important part in our sense of being and belonging. Yeah, I think so too. I think I'm also, we're talking about two different things. And I wasn't specific when I said relationship. First of all, when I said relationships, because we're never not going to be in relationship with (laughs) other people. We live on an earth with over 8 billion of us. So we will have relationships with other people. And then me making this blanket statement of you can't see yourself because you're looking into this mirror and you're actually just seeing the Mm. mirror instead of yourself in it. That's also very limiting. Yeah. I kind of intentionally did that. Or maybe (laughs) maybe I'm saying I intentionally did that because it makes me sound like I had more handle on what I meant. But I agree wholeheartedly with everything that you've said. And then it's just bringing up this idea of even in... I'm going to say romantic relationship. So even within your romantic relationship, solitude is absolutely essential. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's so hard for some people to be alone. Mm. That's when relationships get to be more of a hindrance to being home in yourself. Yeah. Which is what my whole (laughs) spiel always is. Yeah. Like get home in yourself, get home in yourself, get home in yourself. Because if you're not home in yourself, then you're relying on somebody outside yourself to give you something that you already have. Yeah. And when you can't recognize that, you can't come into a relationship in your fullest expression, any relationship. If you can't be your full expression of self in any relationship, well, I guess we never can really (laughs) until we get to the point where we can. Yeah. Right? So it's like, don't avoid relationships until you can be full and whole in yourself. Yeah. But... We use it as a vehicle for that. Absolutely. It's very easy to fill the gaps we feel within with with relationships. I think we've all probably experienced that. Be it even like boredom. You're bored in your life. It's easy to kind of seek thrills and excitement and, and affirmation and just direction to bringing other people into your life. But to go back to why I think solitude is so important but also so hard for many is I think we make it mean something and does it. Yeah. I think solitude a lot of the time gets reflected as I'm not worthy of presence or being alone gets equated to unworthiness or being unlovable or that there's something wrong with me because someone is not with me right now. 
if we make solitude mean that, then we miss the opportunity and the light that it can bring of actually exploring ourselves and finding tranquility and really just that personal expression. I've found solitude and aloneness and being with myself incredibly pleasant, but that's because I've taken a lot of time effort and energy and making myself a pleasant person to myself. Like I'm a loving, kind, generous, and thoughtful person to myself. And I've also spent time in my life where that wasn't the case. It's a very stark contrast being alone when I am a different person to myself or treating myself differently. So I think that's a huge thing of we fear being alone when it's unpleasant and that's realistic, right? When we make it mean that we're unlovable and that we harp on that and kind of pour salt on that wound, that's a really unpleasant and perpetuating experience. Yeah, let's talk briefly about let's do it let's talk briefly yeah about can we do that i don't (laughs) know we're gonna try (laughs) about solitude as a healing Mm. modality yeah because both of us have experience and many 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 people have experience in relationships that are not necessarily expanding maybe this is where we've gotten lost in the mirror yeah instead of seeing the reality that it's truly presenting us and lost ourselves Mm -hmm. because of this relationship that we've been in. Yeah. I just talked about this with someone. I grieve more the utopian vision that I had for my relationships in my life. I grieve that way more than the actual reality. I think... Everyone does. Yeah. When we actually come down to it, it's like, you know, accepting and forgiving people. It takes time and it does require healing. But I find in solitude... A lot of the work that I do is with all the hypotheticals and you really start getting into your own perception of reality and the psyche and your emotional state and your reactions and your triggers and you can really start to draw boundaries on what is actually you and how much hocus pocus we create in the world <laughs> in our own or you like how much falsehood I actually create and you know yeah. that created a lot of suffering for me to be super attached to this illusory what I wanted what a relationship was supposed to look like and kind of unlearning that of course the relationship was really helpful in showing me all those things like we're talking about the mirror right it's like it showed me all these places where I was not being met or I wasn't meeting myself or my expectations were not being shown or what I actually wanted what the desires actually look like all those things right or how to work in community how to communicate we find those in relationships but then actually to integrate that that's a personal process and it's really hard to do when someone is popping their opinion in all the time. And we're very easily influenced, I think, by the people around us. So when you do get solitude, you really get to sink into like, this is me. These are my beliefs. This is what's important to me. This is what wasn't okay. This is an important boundary. And that takes time and practice. And you're able to integrate that more strongly and with more confidence as you move through your life. I think that solitude really creates a incubator for those qualities right and then we're coming to relationships with any 
type of relationship, friendship, romantic, whatever it may be, right? more in tune and aligned and in our integrity yeah. of who we really are. So we have more conscious choice. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. I want to engage in this relationship or not? And that's the beauty of it. But back to my original thing, like yeah. you need both. Yeah. You need a relationship to show you and then you need the time alone to integrate it. Yeah. Until you have it as much as you can have it. Yeah. But then even as you move forward from that place where you're more integrated, you recognize no matter what kind of relationship you're having that there's still you and you can be so much more aware of, am I projecting my fantasies here or is this really what's happening? Yeah. And absolutely. then be able to work and move that way. And it's just absolutely beautiful. But yeah, I love it. I love it too. I love it so much. Yes. <laughs> and I think it allows us to come into relationships with more emotional intelligence. Yeah. So when people do make their human mistakes and fail us in a way, it's not as catastrophic. You are able to have more detachment and more humility, more understanding, more compassion, more forgiveness, because you, one, you're not afraid to be alone. You're not Mm -hmm. dependent on other people. You kind of have outgrown that codependent tendency of needing this constant validation or presence of others in order to feel significant. And you can find that significance within yourself. Then there's like, okay, people can move in your world as they need to. And I think there's something incredibly liberating in allowing people to be themselves and not feeling the need to control others. You get to kind of sit back and be like, okay, you do you. And if you're meant to be in my life, I will honor that. And my love is unconditional, but also, you know, I will always love you unconditionally, but I'm not going to tolerate treatment that doesn't serve me and doesn't serve my highest good because I honor my highest good. And I think that's a really, really powerful place for people to meet you at. I think so too. Mm. I think that's a mic drop moment. Thank you, Kat. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. It is. I mean, the amount of conversations we should have recorded. I know. We'll do more. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Please use the links after the music starts or you can drop into the show notes here and grab the link to send me a message or an email. As always, I want to continue this conversation with more people. The more perspectives we get, the more open we all are to really being home and loving ourselves because it's like it opens up new neural networks or pathways in our brain where we may never have had them before. So if you have something to say on this, please share it. I want everyone to love themselves as much as I love myself. This conversation is going to flow perfectly into tomorrow's where I asked an unassuming guest a question she didn't know I was going to ask her. And got her response about relationships when you are integrated, when you have come to that home inside, how romantic relationships really can, and I do not usually use the word should, but I will in this case, should be. I can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to share this with you tomorrow. I'm so grateful to be here. And I appreciate you with every fiber of my being and more. Until next time, I'm sending you all the love and then some more.
and we'll talk tomorrow. Thank you for exploring with me today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. We can do that at laurachristine.us. You'll find contact in the menu, or you can go to laurachristine.us slash contact, and you'll be taken right to it. Let's dive in a little deeper and see how fully we can flow with the duh. Thank you for being here. I would love to hear from you. Go to laurachristine.us to let me know your thoughts on this. And remember, as Rumi said, there are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Also, you can't fuck it up. I said that. (laughs) 